Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Guy Sakalakis, and I'm the host for this episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2023 Clio Cloud Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Capital of country music, Nash, Vegas, Smashville, or Athens of the South, you pick. Uh, Joining me today, I have several wonderful guests. Ed Walters, Aaliyah Luria, Mitch Jackson, and Aaron Walker. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. It's good to be here. Yeah. Before we get to our topics, I'd like to learn a little bit more about each and every one of you. Where do you work? What do you do? What did you have for breakfast? You don't have to do the breakfast one because we did that in pre-show. Let's start with Ed. Tell Uh, us about yourself, Ed. Thanks, Guy. Thank you for having me. I'm Ed Walters. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer of VLEX and the co-founder of FastCase. Awesome. I teach at the uh, Georgetown University Law Center and at Cornell Law School, a class called The Law of Robots. Very cool. Well, thanks for uh, stopping by on the road. Aaliyah. Hi, I'm Aaliyah Luria, and also thank you for having me. I am the managing partner of LNK Law, and I primarily specialize in data privacy and security, as well as um, corporate law. So those are my two specialties, and I also write on the side, uh, write novels. So that's me. Very cool. Thanks for joining us. Mitch. Good to be here, gentlemen. Mitch Jackson, 37 years as a California trial lawyer, private mediator now, primarily Web3 work, husband, father, and jack of all trades when it comes to getting in trouble and avoiding bad diets for debt for breakfast. Uh, It's good to be here at the conference. I'm excited about AI, excited about Web3, Metaverse, and all the different legal issues associated with those technologies. Awesome, Mitch. Thanks so much. And Aaron. Hello, I'm Erin Walker. I am the Director of Marketing Strategy and Enablement at Clio. So I am part of the team that brings this conference to you. And in fact, this is my seventh Clio Cloud conference, but it is my first in person. So I'm really excited to be here today. Very cool. And Erin, thank you. An awesome job. The show is amazing, as usual. Thank you. I'll take that on behalf of the team. And speaking of uh, awesomeness, your session today, awesome. So. Let's start a little bit with a little, a couple of just like, uh, give me questions. What was like the main kind of theme of your uh, talk today? Ed, why don't you go ahead and start us off and we'll go around. Well, so the, the topic was chat GPT, artificial intelligence, and the future of law firms. And I think if you were to try to boil it down, it would be, let's take all this conversation about AI and futurism and really make it more specific for law firms and what it means for their practice tangibly, like practically not in a flying car future, but in our messy, trying to figure it out present. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's something that lawyers really struggle. So what advice do you have for uh, lawyers that are considering, like they're like, you know, I got to do this AI thing. Like I'm hearing that my competitors are doing it and they're going to be eating my lunch. How do you get started with this AI stuff in your law practice? Lee, do you want to field that one? Are you sure you don't want to send it to Mitch since he's, he does, you probably do the most with your practice with AI. Hit us, Mitch. Right. Well, yeah, Mitch. I don't know about that, but I'll jump in. I meant of the, you know, here. Right, right. Absolutely. So some of the things that we're doing is is one of the messages I tried to share earlier today is this isn't something lawyers need to think about doing. This isn't really an option anymore. You need to jump on the AI bandwagon. You need to learn it. You need to have fun with it. If you want to stay relevant, if you want to stay ahead of the curve, if you want to provide your legal services 
better and faster, which creates better client experiences. This is not an option. You, the train has left the station. With that in mind, uh, I enjoyed sharing some different ideas on how we're using AI to help us get through impasse situations during Zoom mediations. I've got the parties in the breakout rooms. I'll use AI, we'll upload mediation briefs, we'll redact private information, we'll upload different cases and statutes, the personalities of the lawyers and the parties involved, and I'll ask AI, give me some ideas to help get past this impasse uh, with open-ended questions. Every single time we do this, I get some great ideas. Uh, we use AI to help design open-ended questions to pick a jury, depending on a venue, depending on the nature of a case. So I tried to share with the audience today some practical ways that they could use AI in their practice starting tomorrow morning, right? And so I think, it, I think we shared our message uh, well today. I think it was well-received and it was fun contrasting all the different perspectives that we have with the diverse audience that Clio brought into the room today. I thought it was uh, really interesting that uh, for a topic that can be kind of, I don't know, academic or wonky, the ballroom was filled, a big ballroom. I couldn't count the number of people, but there were people uh, sitting on the floor from the back of the room to the front, people right, standing like several rows deep in the back in addition to like a full pack room. Uh, and when Mitch and Aaliyah were talking about like different ways you can use these t technologies, you could see people like really leaning into it, like really engaged. It was a really cool, cool moment. Yeah, I can attest to it. I was in attendance and it was standing room, sitting room packed. Like this is on folks' minds right now. They want to know what they can be doing. So what are some of the things that they need, lawyers need to watch out for in terms of starting to implement AI in their firms? Well, that one I definitely can take. Um, <laughs> Some, some of the things that really need to be on lawyers' minds, not just related to picking the correct technology, and Ed brought this up, the, you know, the right tool for the right job, but also thinking through their own ethical obligations as attorneys, um, how they want to present themselves, either using AI either internally or advising their clients on using AI in their businesses. Um, and then also just making sure they understand the licensing considerations, the copyright considerations, and the other areas that go into utilizing AI tools and making careful decisions about what data they're gonna allow to go into an AI system versus you know, just using a ChatGPT that's already been pre-trained. When you start to introduce your own data and your client data into those systems, then you have another layer that you need to be thinking about with respect to risks and how you wanna handle that. Very important stuff for people to be thinking about. And Aaron, super interesting, not to put you on the spot because it's brand new, Clio Duo, what can you tell us? AI in Clio. Absolutely, AI is coming to Clio. We're really, really excited. Uh, it has been a project that, of course, it's been on everybody's mind, right? Since, well, November, 2022. Um, and the thing I think I'm most excited about when it comes to Clio Duo is it isn't just an option for generative AI. It is not just a layer on top of ChatGPT. It is an informative, helpful tool, and it is pervasive across Clio. So one of the biggest things that I've noticed when it comes to adoption of AI is that you need to be able to have it within your workflow. Right? If you're constantly having to stop what you're doing and move into another tool, it's not going to have the adoption that you want. It's going to have the impact that it could have. So the fact that you're already in Clio Manage, you're already in the tool, it's going to just be there and be as helpful as possible. Yeah, I think that uh, makes so much sense. And in terms of like insights and analysis on your own firm data, I mean, just so powerful to make data-informed decisions uh, that can impact your practice. So very cool. Really looking forward to trying that out. 
So, big. Let's get into the. Uh, just have a little fun here. AI apocalyptic stuff here. Are we? <laughs> where are we on the on the uh, the path to the singularity, Ed? Why is everyone looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> You're our local Ray Kurzweil expert here. One thing I said in the panel was that uh, we really do have a choice right now of what that future is going to be. I think that there is a, a sincere risk that generative AI and this generation of uh, tools could be like a, a real catalyst for further inequality with wealth uh, and power. So if the tools are the most expensive in the world, only the biggest firms will be able to pay for it. If they are powered by data, who's got the biggest data stores in the world? Insurance companies, law firms, large companies. And so the risk is that small law firms and small clients not only get left behind, but get squashed by this avalanche of money and AI tools that could widen the disparity. And I think the point is that we really are at a turning point uh, in time. We have to choose. You're not like, you know, we, like this generation of people, like we, the group of people who are innovative small firm lawyers need to decide, will they guide this revolution or will they watch it pass them by? Can we leverage it to reach the latent market for legal services? People who have problems but can't afford or don't know how to get a lawyer to solve those problems. Can we use this, these tools to reach them and help serve them better? Maybe like more matters at a smaller dollar value. Maybe more matters at fixed rates. But can we use these tools to level the playing field instead of widening that disparity? If we do, there's a, there's a great future ahead where the market is much bigger, where we narrow the access to justice gap and help a lot more people. And the work that we do is much more fun and much more satisfying. But there's a big if in that statement. That is, if we're able to leverage it, if we capture this moment, if we act in time. Yeah, I think those are really good points. And I know that that's, uh, you know, the access to justice issues, the, the bias uh, issues that come uh, from the usage of AI. I think that's, uh, to your point, it's, uh, we don't, it's kind of unknown right now, right? This is the, the brand new, like where it's all gonna land. But Mitch, you have an optimistic view of where we're going with AI. Where are we going? Well, I do, but when you mention bias, I mean, thank goodness that doesn't exist in the real world. Totally. Right? Right? <laughs> and, and, right. and to be perfectly honest with you, which I, you know, I agree with what Ed's saying, I get it, but I have more confidence in AI being programmed via the algorithm to sort bias out than I do most human beings figuring it out. And you know, another big area is with uh, uh, when you get into politics and big money lobbying and deep fakes, okay? We touched upon deep fakes whether it's you know, big companies or law firms or politics or, or other social issues, what can the consumer believe? Uh, there's a new heightened level of awareness that lawyers need to bring to the table to keep their clients safe. Uh, as a trial lawyer, introducing evidence at time of trial, whether it comes to foundation or authenticity issues, these are new skills and new tools and we need to make sure we have the right experts that can do the above so that our clients have their one they're one shot at finding justice in court. So with all of these things said, I feel as though AI is going to help bring humanity together. I think AI is going to open access to more opportunities in business, uh, access to justice in finance that's not available to everybody right now. And so I actually feel like the future is bright 
as long as um, we can keep the humans as far removed from the process as possible. Gosh, Mish, I really hope you're right. What a, <laughs> so do what I. a wonderful uh, way to uh, close out this episode. And I will tell listeners as well, uh, Clio's Legal Trends Report has a lot of really good uh, information in, uh, pertaining to uh, expectations of clients, uh, trust issues with AI. So I encourage folks to go check that out. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We've reached the end of the road for our episode. I want to thank all of our guests today for joining us. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up with each of you, uh, how can they do that, Ed? Well, I would say that normally you can find me on Twitter at EJ Walters, but I think we're abandoning the platform. I mean, I really think this is the first time people have truly walked away. So you can find me on threads at EJ Walters 3. Awesome. Well, I'll be following you there. Um, you can find me at uh, Aliyah Luria, A-L-I-A-L-U-R-I-A, on either threads or Instagram. Um, and I'm also on LinkedIn. Feel free to look me up there as well. I enjoy LinkedIn. I've got a blog, MitchJackson.com. I share AI tools, tips, and approaches and techniques that we're using every day. Love to interact with audience members, share what I know, and actually listen to their thoughts and learn as much as I try to give. So MitchJackson.com is probably the best place to go. And you can find me on LinkedIn, where I like to post about how all the ways that I'm playing with AI and how we're experimenting with it. So love to see you there. Awesome. Well, thank you all again. We really appreciate your time. And also thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, I'm Guy Sakalakis, and you've been listening to On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Yeah.